Hey, this is Nancy from Out and Out Vibes, and this is Gina. How are you doing, everyone? And we're both here. Um, we're going to talk about great topics today. Um, yeah. What are we talking about again, Gina? We're talking about near-death experiences. And I know, Nancy, you've had a near-death experience. I have not, but I've read a lot about them, mm-hmm. and it's really a fascinating topic. I agree. Um, You know, a lot of personal experiences are associated with death, and this is a big one, NDE. Um, That's the abbreviation for near-death experiences. So I usually just say NDE. So um, now, Gina, since you were doing some research, um, what are some of the things that you've learned that they have first experienced with NDE? Well, there's a lot of commonalities. So people who have had an NDE usually see a light. Mm -hmm. They feel an out-of-body experience. They see a tunnel. They have a feeling of pure calm and pure love. That's true. Um, You know, it's that detachment from the body. The, like you were saying the serenity, the security, the warmth, um, the presence of that light, Uh and actually the dissolution from Earth at all and just a feeling of, some also have had feeling of like levitation being light and airy. Um, That's a lot of NDE experiences, you're correct. And, you know you know, some religious beliefs, you know, don't really talk about NDEs or afterlife. Um, so you're facing scientifically and also actual people's experience. Right. Now, scientists, you know, a typical scientist says, oh, there's no human experience that can't be explained by a biological process. And so scientists have come up with millions of ways that this could not really be a near-death experience. For example, um, there's a theory out there that says um, your brain is just dying, and so this is the process it goes through. And um, your hormones, the neurotransmitters in your brain are firing and So the hormones are acting on your central nervous system. It's suppressing any pain you might be giving going through. And it gives you like this runner's high. And so that's what they equate this out-of-body experience to, like a runner's high. And And they say it's all from your brain chemicals. Well, people, as humans, we always try to explain whatever anybody goes through. So... You know, that's common. Why? You know, we always search for that answer. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some people might say, are they hallucinations? Besides what you said, are they hallucinations? Right. Is this proof of life after death? Um, How you were saying the chemical changes in the brain and the sensory with organs, you know, moments prior to that. Could it be that? scientifically proven why that could be why um is it is it supernatural 
you know, when you're at the brink of death. Uh And, you know, we all have answers and we look for why. And, you know, we always have answers or everybody has an opinion of different things, either spiritually, scientifically, or any theories of why it happens. Until you actually experience it um, and actually see it, that's interesting because when you're there in it, you don't realize what's going on and you're just in it until after you come out of it you know, some people don't realize they're even in it, you know, like they're dreaming or it was just a second within time. So Nancy, would you like to tell us the story of your near death experience to explain what you mean by not understanding until you're in it? Sure. Um, so with me, I was 14, I shattered my shoulder and I actually had, um, operation they had to put a rod in. And so I had an NZE on the table when they were putting the rod in, um, in my shoulder. So, you know, like how you were saying there was light. I didn't have a tunnel. I didn't have anything. I just had a white room. Well, I don't even know if it was a room. It was a white place that I walked into and there was a bench And I could see kind of like a pathway. And I sat on the bench and someone came to talk with me. Now I was 14 years old. And it was calm. It was everybody was friendly. There were people around walking different places. And I remember the person talking to me saying, you know, how you doing? And I told them I was fine. And they told me that, you know, this is just temporary. And I said I already knew. And that it would be my choice to choose where I go. And the person I was talking to said, yes, that's correct. And you could decide where you wanted to go. And I told that person, well, my life, it, you know, is not done. So when I'm ready, I'm going to go back. And they agreed with me. And then in a minute of seconds, I was already back and back in my body and kind of like dreaming because I was under anesthesia. And when I came out of it, I had that experience, but because of what I already do as a medium psychic, it really didn't make a difference to me, but it did change me in the belief of the personal experience being in it because feeling that calmness and that happiness and that accepting of everything over there makes you realize 
what life's about. So that's how mine changed me for my experience. And after your surgery, do you remember how long you might have been out before they revived you? Do you know? Seconds. Just seconds? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. And all that occurred within seconds. Remember, there's no... They don't have a Swiss clock that they're looking at for time over there. (laughs) I know, I know. But it's just amazing to just think, you know, within seconds, you your heart stopped and came right back. But all that occurred, you you went into this white area and you sat and spoke with someone and you had this experience of people around you that seems to me you know and i when i think of human time it seems like more than a few seconds worth of time exactly and that's why you know you always hear there is no time and actually humanity came up with a watch to keep track of while we're here so in a way that is correct there really is no time i mean yes there's night and dark but we actually ourselves keep ourselves in time but over there there was nothing and it's interesting because i remember different lights or doors or whatever people were going into but they were going into these areas and, uh, you know, they would disappear. Like, it was kind of like, you know, remember Star Trek? How you would say, like, beam me up, Scotty. And then they would be, like, beams up. And then they would show up somewhere else. It was kind of like yeah. that. I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was peaceful. Like, you know, it was just just a matter of fact I was there. And it was just a, you know, a time and space, as they say. Well, you said you were doing some research. What have you found out, Gina, about doing some research on some other NDE's experiences? So I've listened to a lot of people's stories about their near-death experiences, and they all have very much these same commonalities. But what they all come out with is that it's just a feeling of pure love and they need to come back and tell everyone about their experience and tell them, yes, there is life after death, is what I've learned from um, hearing other people's stories. And, and they also say that they were told it was not their time yet, mm-hmm. and so they did come back. And, and in your story, you had a choice. Yes. And, you know, that intense feeling of acceptance over there I would agree and you know um, the movement towards where you want to go I can understand why people are drawn to those doors or wherever they were going Um, it's 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 a lot to take in and I've never actually shared my NDE experience so this is the first with you and others Um, I don't really talk a lot about myself when I do readings or whatever, but it's interesting because, you know, when you connect 
with different beliefs and how people hold stuff. Um, it's interesting, like how you were saying that everybody's is similar. So if everybody's is similar and nobody knows each other who all these people are having the same experience, what does that mean? Well, to me, it says that, yes, there is life after death, and we do have something beautiful and wonderful to look forward to. I agree. Yeah. You know. And so, you know, so let me ask, have you, in your psych world, have you ever worked with people or spoken with people who have had near-death experiences? Yes. Um, I have had a, a lot of personal experiences, you know, I do a lot of personal experiences associated with death or people going to die. Um, and I have had live people, um, talk to me about NDE, um, and their experiences and they have shared their experience, but I've never really shared my experience because when I'm working with someone... I don't share, you know, I try to help them not through my story, but try to help them to understand their story. So were there any commonalities in their stories to what we're talking about tonight? Did they have any of the, of the experiences that we've discussed, like the light, the tunnel and so forth? Yes. A lot of it is serenity, uh, light of some sort, um, their detachment up from their body and feeling a transcendence to somewhere, you know, depending on what their experience is. So yes, it is. That's great. That's, it's, I find this such a fascinating topic and I love hearing people's stories about this. Well, I have a you question know, since Go you ahead. did, you know, you brought up scientific, do you think it's more scientific or do you think it's more spirituality with the NDE? Well, personally, I think it's spiritual, but at the same time, you are leaving your body. It is shutting down. So I personally feel it's both working together. Your brain's, yes, shutting down and it's shooting off these hormones that are causing um, you to experience things. But I think it's you're also experiencing real um, experiences of going to the other side. But I think in conjunction with it, your body is shutting down. So it's happening together. That's just my personal thought. I agree. It's a life-threatening event with with what's going on with your body. And remember, we're three we're three things in one. Mind, body, and spirit. So if your body starts going down and shutting down, it's a life-threatening event. So when that happens, your spirit's and is within your body. So they become disconnected and then, you know, they, you hear that detachment from the body, levitation, feeling outside uh, body experience. Your spirit is connected to the body for some time still, even after death, until it's totally been disconnected, 
Like it's kind of like a string of life. And until that string is totally cut off, you're still connected. So that NDE is still that connection between the body and the spirit. So you still have that sensory between both because of this life-threatening event that's happening with the body. It's affecting the spirit too. The spirit's still connected with the body, but it can come out. And then you have your NDE experience and then come back in. So you're, you go back to where your body is connected. All right. So it does all work together. It does. Because remember, you always hear yin yang or balance. So there is that common element between them all. So I agree. It is the same experience and the commonality between them. So I agree with your statement. Good. So scientists need to embrace the spiritual side and the people who are only spiritualists need to embrace the scientific side and understand that it all works together. Exactly. It sounds like a great compromise to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, without one, there is not the other. Mm -hmm. So I think this was a great topic to talk about our near-death experience. I do too. Okay, well, um, we're going to ask a question. Okay, so who have we heard from today? Well, today is from Mia. So Mia is in her mid-30s, and her girlfriend is having a party. And her girlfriend always has a birthday party every year, and she, her girlfriend always likes to have it at a nice restaurant. She has it herself, and... You know, but she expects everybody else to pay for themselves the drinks, their own drinks and their meals. And a lot of times she picks picks expensive restaurants and it's between 75 to 150 to attend the party. And she expects a birthday gift also. Now... Mia in the past couple years has always had excuses in order not to attend. Now, what she found out through her other mutual friends is that other people are reluctant to go to this birthday party. And because, you know, some people are, you know, watching what they spend, they don't want to attend the party. So she would like to know what would the suggestion be so she could be removed from the guest year, the guest list this year and in the future. What do you think Mia should do? Well, I think Mia's got to be totally upfront with her friend about the party. I think she has to say to her, listen, I, I love you and I love partying with you, but it's really quite expensive. And not everyone can afford to pay $75 to $150 in one night, plus bring a gift. You know, say you spend $25 to $50 on a gift, that's your, you've spent $200 in a night, and that's quite a lot of money. So I think maybe she can suggest to her friend that she does the party on a smaller scale, maybe has a home party. Or just go to a place and they just have drinks and they all pay for their drinks. You know, I personally, when I have a party, I pay for things. 
and I don't expect people to come to a party and pay $150 towards my birthday party plus give me a gift. I'm uncomfortable with that personally. But I'm more low-key on that kind of thing. But I think that really she just has to step up and open her mouth and say, it's a little too expensive for me. Um, If you decide to do this on a less expensive level, I'm all in. Otherwise, I can't come anymore. What do you think, Nance? Well, I think that's some good advice. Um, And she could do that. Or... um, What I would do is just tell the birthday girl you have other plans this year. So that will take care of this year. And what I would suggest, it sounds like you hang out with the same type of girls. You know, it's like a a friends that have been together for a long time. I would suggest that you talk with the other guests and maybe you could do like a mid year to celebrate everybody's birthday together. Like with under the understanding that the friendship, it's what is the gift is about. Hanging together and understanding that being together is the most important. And that's what you should concentrate on. I love that idea. And just like half the year celebrate everyone's birthday from the first half of the year together. The other half of the year at the end you celebrate everyone from the second half of the year and make it really simple. And yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, I think that would be the best. And then that way, nobody is worried. You don't have to spend as much. And you can even have it at someone's house. Right. And then... And the, if it's, you know, only twice a year, 75 or or $100 is not so much when you're celebrating multiple people at once. Exactly. And then there's no gifts. No gifts. I like that idea. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. But our time is ending. So we're coming to the close of this podcast again. It was so fast. Um, Gina, how can they get in touch with us again? So you have two ways. Mm-hmm. You can send a message to us through Out and Out Vibes through our radio show. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to nancytercy.org and on the contact page, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you and we love reading your letters on air and giving you advice. Well, it, it's been real. I mean, it went so fast. Another great show. Exactly. So we're out. Toodles. Have a great evening, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.